Hey everyone, welcome back to another market closing live stream. Well, 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 well. Uh, stock market has been a little bit nervous today. It's uh, moved uh, pretty substantially from uh, quite green this morning to red about an hour after the open uh, it, to to where it is now kind of vacillating around the neutral line. A lot of stocks down a lot, some stocks uh, up, but uh, really what I attribute a lot of this madness to here is Stock market nervousness. Uh, I think the market is nervous. I think there are concerns that Joe Biden could come out from nowhere and all of a sudden uh, appoint a different chairperson uh, to the Federal Reserve. Uh, I think there is fear that uh, profits like what we're seeing now won't last. Uh, and I actually believe that. Uh, there's there's a lot of me that uh, has started uh, taking profits or hedging myself a little bit on uh, certain positions uh, or or trading in such a way that I can increase cash that I have right now without uh, with, without having too much market risk. Uh, so I'm definitely taking a little bit of risk off the table. Uh, I prefer that over the potential of FOMO to where even if the market went up, I'd, I'd rather feel a little bit more insulated. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of where my mindset is now. But anyway, I think that my mindset is not unique. I think that a lot of, especially institutional investors, are seeing the uh, extreme levels of euphoria and excitement that are present right now uh, that have led certain stocks to absolutely skyrocket, specifically in the tech sector. So this is uh, definitely not ubiquitous across the board, uh, which is redundant, but... Um, I, I would definitely say there is a, there's an appetite for uh, for risk mitigation and an appetite for uh, conservatism to some degree uh, with with things that are profitable for you. Now, it's it's also important to remember, uh, and we talked about this a little bit this morning in the uh, Stocks and Psychology Money Group, that there there can be stocks that will never return to, or or at least any time in the near term, will ever return to. Uh, the price that was maybe once paid. Uh, I made an example of uh, the future potential for, uh, honestly, uh, InsurTech, the future potential for, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, things like, just as an example, body, right? These, these stocks, they do not have to stay at levels where they are. Uh, you could see SPACs that have once had a $10 par value become penny stocks. You could see uh, InsurTech uh, trade trade down to uh, extremely low multiples that uh, that uh, uh, really remove uh, tech-style growth. Uh, and, and I think these are big sort of downside risks. I don't like selling when the market's down uh, unless there's a really big shift uh, in, in, in something that's happening. So I still hold out some hope uh, for, for example, for Lemonade. I still have a leap, although I'm not... I'm not jumping up and down about just like keeping the darn thing forever. I've had it for a while already. I think I have a leap left with lemonade and uh, maybe a sold put or so left with hippo, which I'm not very excited about. I am very excited about um, what's it called? My, my Rivian shorts. <laughs> that was that did really well today. Uh, but yeah, InsureTech is just killing, uh, just getting destroyed right now. But anyway, uh, okay, so let's go ahead and take a look. Uh, what's going on? Broader market here. We've got uh, Macy's up 20%, just absolutely uh, killing it. Uh, we've got uh, Express up 8.43%. NVIDIA is at 831 Really incredible. 
Uh, we have uh, Rivian down 14%, C3AI uh, down 12.39%, Lucid sitting at 12% uh, to the outside. It's almost like there's a, a little bit of uh, excitement here going into the end of the day. You're seeing potentially a little bit of, uh, yeah, a little bit more euphoria coming up here. So you're seeing towards the close here, excitement. Somebody's asking about NEO. Uh, I did actually make a NEO trade that I posted in the Stocks and Psychology of Money group. Uh, I'm uncertain about uh, Chinese consumers and the Chinese market. I think the Chinese car market is very saturated, although I, I have um, uh, affinity for NEO. Uh, all right. Ooh, wow. Uh, Amazon has actually, yeah, look at that. Amazon's breaking out of its channel again. Amazon has been stuck in this uh, this range here of 3,000 to 3,400, and it's finally been breaking out again a little bit. I have to find that very interesting. So very good breakout here by Amazon. Yeah, let's see here. NVIDIA is uh, up 8.36%. Build-A-Bear, 3.89%. Oh, some momentum coming into Build-A-Bear. I think a, very, a, a lot of excitement around malls and honestly retail shopping. So look at this. Gap, Apple, Etsy, Home Depot, Shopify, JD.com, Macy's, Nordstrom. Look at this this cycle that we're in. We're going into the maybe a, a little bit away, a pull away, pulling away a little bit from the EV euphoria and moving into this market of uh, consumerism and consumer spending, holiday spending. This kind of makes sense going into Black Friday. I mean, Black Friday coupons are essentially ubiquitous. I have a Black Friday coupon for the programs uh, on Building Your Wealth. Obviously, those uh, are linked down below and you should check that out. Remember, the most popular bundle is Stocks and Psychology of Money along with Real Estate Zero Two Millionaire. But uh, do check out the program below, the list of programs down below. Rivian. Huh. Okay, let's see. Rivian, Excel Fleet. Ooh, gosh. See, XL Fleet is another one of those. XL Fleet is one that I uh, I put out a pretty clear roadmap that I had some concerns about XL Fleet. I actually originally bought XL Fleet around nineteen dollars uh, and sold it for about nineteen dollars. I sold it for a break even because I bought it upon my initial research, and then upon further research, I got a little nervous about what I thought the trajectory was for electrifying car or trucks rather. And I didn't think that their grocery connections with their trial trucks were as as bullish as uh, as they could have been, uh, or at least the indicators for those. So I, uh, I ended up selling, which was really crazy because the very next day, Jim Cramer pumped the stock from $19 to like $30. And then I think it was Hindenburg or some short seller came out with a bullish thesis on the stock and it ran up to like $35. And I was just like, oh man, like, did I did I do bad fundamental analysis on that one or what? It, because I I thought I'm like, what like how is the market not seeing what what I, my concerns are? But since then, it's bled from nineteen dollars down to four. So what is it right now? Four dollars and seventy cents. This is one that does concern me that you could continue to see a a sell off here, uh, and it's unfortunate. Like I, I don't believe the companies deserve that, but it's definitely possible. Uh, Excel is, um, it's got a market cap of about 655 mil. If they have to come out and raise money a few more times, it's going to be a problem. 
So um, I would keep an eye on their cash balance because I don't think the market is very keen on uh, providing much liquidity for XL right now without un- unless there's a, a substantial discount, which that's what happens. You know, you get a you get something like a firm that that has run like crazy and and the stock maker or the uh, company is like, OK, we're going to raise some money. It's not that big of a deal. It's still at ridiculously high levels, in my opinion, $140. It's incredible. I'd be happy if it were sitting at $110. I bought it for mostly around $88, $90. That's uh, probably the average because I bought some above, some below, and so on. But anyway, uh, I, I will gladly take a little bit of a dip here from a liquidity race. But imagine a company that's already on a substantial downtrend uh, doing a liquidity race. It would just be a disaster. Uh, it would be my expectation. So, hmm, okay, what else? Unity. Okay, so the, the metaverse stuff, yeah, is this just about holiday shopping? Uh, it's not just a holiday shopping. I think it's also about Macy's crushing it. Macy's did a really good job uh, with, with their earnings, their, their revenue growth. Everything about their report uh, was really beautiful. Uh, and they, they painted the picture of optimism around uh, the jobs. Uh, that uh, the jobs issue was expected to subside sometime next year. Uh, and that's bullish. But beyond that, uh, you, so you've got these cycles going on, right? You've got the EV cycle that's been very sexy, but it's it's chillaxing a little bit. You've got the uh, metaverse cycle that is still pretty hot. Uh, you did have a little bit of a sell-off on Matterport, which I pulled... Uh, uh, I pulled some nice profits out of because I uh, I um, bought a put on Matterport yesterday and it fell like 8% today and that put printed some nice tendies. So I took uh, pro- profits on that. I usually don't short the market, but the euphoria is getting a little hot around Rivian and uh, Matterport. So uh, that hedge helped a lot. Uh, but yeah, so you got the EV cycle, you got the metaverse cycle, and then you've got the consumer cycle. That's, that's the way I would probably paint this picture. In fact, I'll write that down. So if we were to draw cycles or circles, I would call one EV. I would call another, the consumer cycle. I would call another, the metaverse cycle. I think the EV cycle is inflecting down. I think the consumer cycle honestly is, is earlier. Uh, in its pattern, no guarantees, but I feel like it's actually still somewhat early. And I think metaverse is is potentially approaching a top, but I, I don't know that it's 100% at top. I, I will say that it's possible because when you look at Roblox, the stock was up like 10% this morning. And we actually, in the market open live stream, uh, we, we went through and uh, looked at some of the financials for Roblox. And uh, boy, oh boy, the they're not they're not that great. It's not a profitable company. They spend money like crazy. Uh, their market valuation is ridiculous. Uh, I uh, you know compared to the other game manufacturers, I was not highly enthused. Let's let's just put it that way. Which does make me think, what the market? What is? Uh, let's see here. Unity as an example. Unity Unity has a fifty-seven billion dollar market cap. That's uh, like $30 billion less than Roblox. I mean, hey, I mean, maybe I'm not seeing something on Roblox, but it's very expensive, especially relative to their financials. I just don't see a path to profitability. And neither does Wall Street for like the next five years. Okay, I mean, maybe it can keep growing forever, but, you know, somebody compared it to Tesla earlier. And I'm like, well, I mean, at least Tesla had a path to profitability. I did make a video breaking down the news on Apple. 
So take a look at that Apple news if you haven't yet. Uh, if you wanted to know my thesis on why I shorted the market on um, via Matterport and via Rivian yesterday, please watch my video yesterday. I called it the big short. I think it's uh, definitely worth watching. The uh, Rivian put, for what it's worth, did very well. The uh, Rivian put, I bought 100 contracts, of it, and I rarely short the market. Like, I've gotten burned on shorts before. So I, I try to stay away from shorting the market uh, unless I'm confident a trend is really flipping. Confident would be like 75% plus confident, right? Uh, and you can still be wrong. You know, if 75% confident means there's still, you know, a quarter percent, a, a quarter chance that you're wrong. Uh, but anyway, this is the Rivian put. This is what it looked like uh, earlier today. So you can see here it was uh, it had a cost of $263,000. It was a hedge. It uh, was 100 put contracts at $150. I bought that yesterday. As usual, every time I make a buy or sell, I send an alert to everybody in the Stocks and Psychology of Money Group. It, they're not meant to be copied. They're just meant to be suggestions or to give you an idea of, of what I'm tracking and where my head is, whether I'm raising cash or uh, you know I'm, I'm making protective moves or whatever I'm doing. Uh, and, um, yeah, the thing was up $119,000 or 45%. I considered holding this through tomorrow. I do pay a little bit of theta to do so. Uh, but, uh, with, with two days in a row, 15% down sitting at 122, uh, a good amount of pain has already occurred. I think some of that energy could potentially slow. There's a good chance it could still be a down another five, 10% tomorrow. I still think it's overvalued. But I wasn't prepared to see a $119,000 gain in 24 hours disappear. So I did uh, I did close my puts out and I took my profits. The same thing was true on Matterport. So I did close those out uh, at a profit, which I'm happy to do. Uh, because not every trade you make is very profitable. You know, some, some are slightly profitable and some are even losses. But uh, that was a very good one for 24 hours, especially. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, I th I might do this more where if I see momentum evaporating in some kind of like momentum stock, uh, colloquially known as meme stocks, I might buy puts on the way down. Uh, the problem is identifying that, that peak. And sometimes that's hard, uh, especially with momentum movers. And it can be very risky because if you're wrong and momentum movers move, then they can continue to ride for a while. So uh, there's, there are definitely high risk plays. Let's see what the top news is now. Uh, ooh, and let's also see who we have for earnings today. Today's Thursday. We have Applied Materials, Workday, Intuit, William Sonoma. Hmm. Now that's an interesting one. Let's look at William Sonoma. How's their stock been doing? Very good, actually. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, maybe I want to buy some calls on William Sonoma, which I kind of still am tempted to do, but I probably won't do. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Let's look at the volatility. Volatility is not the only measure that you want to look at, obviously. It is one of many. That's also what makes options very complicated. But the historic volatility chart does help, in my opinion. Uh, insulate you. Uh, it's substantially up prior to earnings. So it's not great. Hmm. 
I wonder what expectations are on this thing. Let's see. Earnings expectations. Okay. We have uh, EPS adjusted of $3.10, revenue of $194 billion. That would be about a 12% year-on-year growth. So if you want to bet on Williams-Sonoma killing it, because potentially we're in this consumer cycle, and they do have earnings today at the close. If you want to bet on this company, it's worth noting that they have beat on revenue eight out of eight times. On adjusted EPS, they've beat eight out of eight times. The market is expecting net income to come in at a 15.5% growth, 21.3% growth on adjusted EPS. The stock, unfortunately, has been running into this, which is not ideal. Uh, if this stock were down, I'd be much more inclined uh, to buy uh, to buy a call, but I, I don't think I could do it at this level. If I were to play the game, though, I'd probably honestly just buy a call for tomorrow. If I were to play this, that's really crazy because you could just you could literally just lose all of your premium on this. So you'd have to go into and it's already up four percent on the day. You'd have to go into this one expecting that this thing is, you're going to have an in the money call tomorrow. So if you wanted to insulate yourself, you'd probably go with like, you know, if the implied volatility is 8%, 10%, uh, probably probably a lower chance of it declining under $200. So say you wanted to buy it for $200. What's it going to cost you? Oh my gosh. It's going to cost you $22 to do that. No, that doesn't make sense. Uh, but then, I mean, you'd still have it in the money. So, ah, uh, but then again, you're, you're paying like a $4.30 premium above where the stock is right now. At the money, you're paying $9. Oh, that's insane. That's stupid. Why would I pay $9 at the money? I'd rather go, honestly, I'd, I'd rather go for, I'd rather go for the 200 call. Because at the $200 call, I'm, I'm not paying that much over. I'm paying $3.70 or whatever above. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, something like this could just absolutely get evaporated, especially a one day call. It's very, very dangerous. If you went out to December to buy yourself about 29 days, you wouldn't actually be paying that much more. You'd be paying another $4. $4 and then you'd have more time. So, I don't know. It's an interesting one to me. Based on the Macy's movement, I'd be bullish on that one. Okay, what's what else is reporting today? But I also don't like playing earnings. Into it. Uh, applied material work day. Who knows? Maybe maybe Intuit will actually be to the upside. That that'd be cool. Uh, let's see. Can you talk more or do a video about the naked merger with Centrio? I've I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Apple. Yeah. How is Apple? But uh, I'll I'll try to look at that. Cent Cent Centro Automotive Group. Hmm. Yeah, look at that. Apple almost at 159. It's at 158.67. It's incredible. Uh, all right. Company news for Centro. Naked Brands Merger and Acquisition Partner Centro. What? Yeah, I, I have I have no idea. That, it, it seems bizarre. But it's partner. Merger and Acquisition Partner. Commercial EV is pleased to announce that its 
Logistar 200 vehicle has completed all hum, hum, homologation tests for EU standards. Uh, okay. Whatever. Out of my wheelhouse. Ooh, 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 ah. All right. What's going on with Go EV? 9%. Yeah, let's look at that. Easy come, easy go. But, uh, oh, look at that on the minute chart. It just bumped like somebody just came in and bought a bunch. Yeah, volume just really spiked by about 300,000. 300,000 times 10, that's about $3 million just, just went in like that. You heard a radio commercial for Peloton today? Ugh, it makes me nervous. They're getting desperate. They're out, they're out of reach. How do you feel about Lemonade going now and going forward? Not happy. And torn. That's how I feel. Not happy and torn. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. What is this? Floki? Hold on a second. Looks like we got some Floki news here. I want to see this. Hold on. Flo Let me pull it up really quick. One sec. Floki responds. Floki responds to investigation... Ooh, here's, check this out. Floki responds to investigations by UK Advertising Authority. Now, remember, Floki is uh, the company that, that's really doing a lot of ads on, uh, hey, if you missed out on Doge, if you missed out on Sheeb, check out Floki Inu, right? UK's Advertising Standards Authority is reportedly looking into all cryptocurrencies, including Floki E-News adverts. The advertisements on public transportation in London, notably the tube, or are notably on the tube. The team has been quick to respond to the attack. According to Floki e this is nothing but an attack from malicious lawmakers. Okay. Uh, yeah, look at that. The FlokiEnew.com. These are expensive ads. I mean, you, you got to admit, they're, they're pumping money in. Okay, official press release by Floki. Officials from Floki EU have reached out to clear the air over allegations. Floki maintains that the Floki advertisements placed through Transport for London followed due process. What, due process? And were legally cleared before they went live. Due process is usually what you're entitled to when you go to a court of law. I, I haven't heard of that in reference to, oh, my ads went through due process before they got cleared. Okay. Uh, the London lawmakers seem to take issue with the project. To this, Floki Enu clarified that our decision not to prominently feature team members on the website is intentional to make it clear that Floki is the people's crypto and that the movement is focused on them. So this, it sounds like there's some backlash over the identity of of the uh, creators of Floki Enu. Uh, this is this is a lot of uh, sort of paying homage to. How Bitcoin functions that that we don't actually know with certainty who the uh, creator of Bitcoin is, and that maybe that would take away some of the uh, uh, sort of um, gold style nature of Bitcoin. That if if somebody created it, then then does that which obviously somebody did, but does that take away its sort of immutability? Anyway, Floki Inu also maintains that the attack against their advertisements is unwarranted. They note that the pushback is by a certain political party. And it's an attack against crypto. And it's an attack against people's freedom of choice. 
a clear attempt at censorship. However, lead, lead developer uh, Jackie Zhu is known. He is well regarded in the industry. Floki Inu is not illegal in the United Kingdom, and at least 2.3 million Britons hold cryptocurrencies. The team also condemned the fact that London lawmakers allow nudity and other inappropriate advertisements saying ads that make women feel shameful about their bodies as well as ads about Viagra and junk foods are allowed to run freely on the tube. Well, it's also true. Uh, pretty sure in, in most European countries, you can run uh, women with topless pictures in ads. Uh, it's something you don't see in the United States. Anyway, Floki's team has locked liquidity for 265 years. Additionally, the contract is a multi-signatory is multi-signatory, hence effectively safe from any rug pull, so they say. Furthermore, Floki has done some charitable deeds with the profits from its massive success. They donated $1.4 million, which was because of an NFT uh, sale to charity. And apparently they're working to build schools in Africa. I mean, it it seems very interesting. Uh, it, it also, uh, you know, is kind of pulling on heartstrings with the donations and the, oh, we'll use the money for the common good for donations, but... I generally recommend being skeptical of altcoins. I've never been sponsored by an altcoin, and I never will because I get nervous about the altcoins. Let's see here. Floki Inu. Let's see how it's been performing. And let's actually get back to the sticks. So Floki is sitting down 13% today, potentially on some of this news. Last month here, it's really rotated down from its peak around 3005 now we're sitting at around uh, half that, at about 16.24. So uh, 3,000 versus 16.24, where we sit today. Yikes. Definitely looks like there was certainly some FUD that led to some selling off today with that uh, UK investigation being announced. Okay, back to the sticks. Did you see the new Bowflex bike Peloton is done? Ooh, let's take a look. Bowflex bike. Oh, let's see what we got here. Okay. Bowflex bikes. Oh, wow. Yeah, they got their one year membership. New workouts every day of the week, 100% personalized to you. Yeah, the competition's stepping up. Compare bikes. The Velo Core. Ooh, look at it. This looks very similar to the Piton. Wow. This is like a throwback to the pandemic. You get a different size console. Do they use a firm? Financing options? That'd be cool. Let's see what they have. Oh, it's a Bowflex credit card, unfortunately. 22% APR. Yeah, that still makes a firm with the 0% interest uh, and the partnership with Peloton much more desirable. Bowflex should hit up a firm. A firm obviously did their bond offering today, so that's why we're seeing some pressure on the stock. NVIDIA is holding on to that 8% up. Really good. Uh, Apple dropping a tiny little bit, gave up that 3%. Etsy is now above it at 2.73. Uh, yeah, they're trading spaces here. Hmm. Canadian Solar is up about 1%. Tesla's up about 0.78. Looking at the downside, Rivian still down about 16%, dropping a little bit more into the close here. We get about one minute to go to get into the close. Uh, looks like I am uh, not able to get a full refresh here on Weeble at the moment. I'm sure we'll get that into there. We go. 
Perfect. Uh, okay, there we go. Yep, a little bit of a sell-off year into the close on Rivian, down about 15.8% right now. You are going to pay some theta decay to hold on to some contracts until tomorrow if you have calls or puts. And look at this. Uh, Robinhood down 7.2%. Lemonade's down 6.9%. Matterport 5.4%. Not as bad as it was down earlier. It was down like 9% earlier. Uh, I did close my Matterport puts pretty close to the bottom. I think it was down like eight and a quarter percent when I closed my Matterport put. So that worked out. Voyager Digital. I'm completely out of Voyager. I did trade this. Uh, I did have some frustrations that came up. I wanted to hold it a little longer because I wanted to see their partnership go uh, through. But I've gotten a little frustrated by, by some of their services, which I think other customers will as well. And there's a lot of momentum from the SHIB movement that went into it. CRISPR Therapeutics, 3.61% to the downside. Let's go ahead and listen to the market close. But the NASDAQ looks like it will close. Let's get this one. Meet some of those young men and women. Cadets from West Point. Go Army. Ringing the closing bell. We're at the NASDAQ as well as BMG as well. Let's listen in to the closing bell. Woo! Congratulations uh, uh, to those of you with those uh, Rivian puts. Uh, shout out to you, ABC. Just sold your Rivian puts for some sweet moolah. Thanks, Kevin. It'll be a great holiday. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, do check out the Stocks and Psychology Money Group if you have not yet to get all my ideas on how I invest. Uh, and of course, uh, the Real Estate Investing Group. Use that Black Friday coupon link down below. And that Black Friday coupon is expiring Friday night at 11.59 p.m. and the price goes up again. Okay, let's see what we got in terms of earnings. Earnings, earnings, earnings. So uh, first, we're going to look at Williams-Sonoma. I'm optimistic on Williams-Sonoma. But don't love playing the earnings. William Sonoma isn't reporting though until about 15 minutes after the close. Instead, we have applied materials. Applied materials coming in with gross margin of 48.1%. Looks like they have a fourth quarter adjusted EPS coming in at 1.94 versus 1.96 expected. That's a tiny little miss. Uh, looks like their forecast is also missing slightly. Their net sales came in at 4.31 versus 4.6 expected in billions. Wow. Gosh, Applied Materials is a lot of sales. Uh, the forecast coming in at 1.78 to 1.92. That's shy of the 1.97 expected for uh, for their next quarter. So not a great earnings report here by uh, Applied Material. It does look like the stock is selling off a little bit in response to this news. We are sitting at... Well, it's tough to tell. It looks like it's about, is that about 10? No, it's not 10. That would be a five, $5 would be about, what, 3%, 3-4%, something like that? I'm just sort of doing mental math because Weeble isn't showing it up. AMAT. There we go. Oh, okay, six, six. Well, it's actually dropped more now. Now it's at 147. Now it's down about 6.5%. Dropping a little more. All right, let's look at W Day. That's Work Day. They're next in terms of earnings. We are at... EPS beat EPS of 17 cents. Subscription revenue was 1.17 billion. Net was 43.4. Subscription forecast 4.53 to 4.54. That's uh, slightly over the estimate of 4.51 uh, for the fiscal year. And they're projecting a little bit higher, tiny little fractionally higher as well. Uh, so that's that's a good report by Workday. I mean, it's not like a blowout, 
but uh, it's it's better than than bad. <laughs> better than bad. But uh, oh man, come on, leave me alone. Um. Okay, uh, one sec. There we go. Oh, I hate phone calls so much. It's like when people call you, they just expect you to be able to drop everything. It's like, that's not how it works. <laughs> that stuff going on. I work. All right. Uh, now, if my job was answering the phone, then that'd be different. But it ain't. All right, Intuit. So Intuit, let's see how they did. Intuit is like QuickBooks. Intuit, Intuit, Intuit. Okay, they come in with Q1 net revenue of $2 billion. The estimate was 1.82. That is a beat. Oh, their forecast for the year is good as well. 11.48 to 11.64. That beats the 11.05 to 11.25 for adjusted EPS. That's great. So uh, we've got beats, beats, beats. Uh, first quarter, the EPS came in at 1.53 versus the consensus of 99 cents. This is a very good beat. Very good. Uh, I think this is, this is going to do well for Intuit here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Intuit is now up 7.9%. Very good. Very impressive. Oh, wow. So let's see here. All right. They have so many services into it. Did they? Are they the ones who also bought Mint? Let me see here. So into it, current products. Yeah, Mint.com, QuickBooks, TurboTax, Credit Karma, MailChimp. I did not know they bought MailChimp too. Oh, these people make lots of money off me. Dang, maybe I should have bought them. <laughs> uh, this is... Look at how well this thing has performed. Oh my gosh. This is a double year to date, folks. I mean, I'd rather have my Etsy and my Enphase, which have also done very well. But uh, still, uh, Intuit has been less volatile. Look at it here on the day chart on uh, Google year to date. Oh, no, 69%. Really? It seems like it's gone up more. Yeah, I guess 69%. Not quite a double. But it's still very impressive. $171 billion market cap. Holy moly. Now, before we look at Williams-Sonoma, I'm going to look at the financials for Intuit. This is interesting. Hmm. So Intuit is expecting uh, EPS next year of 11.29. That means at 690 divided by 11.29 that puts them at about a 61 pe for next year if i go out to 2025 uh they're expected to be at 17.35 oops 17.35 so oh stupid thing hold on there we go. 17.35 divided by i'm sorry uh 690 divided by 17.35 that puts them at 39.7 times forward. And that's mostly because their growth is uh, popping off at about 13 to 16, 17%. And they have high margins. 
net income at about 28 to 29%. That's incredible. Good job. Wow. Yeah, they bought Credit Karma. They bought Mint and MailChimp. They uh they are very, very impressive. Hmm. Okay. Is that true? Is there is there no dislike button? You can't you can't dislike my video now? Hold on, I want to see. I thought uh I didn't know how soon that was gonna come. But let's see here. Uh, I want to see that. No, there's a dislike button. Yeah, you could definitely dislike. I mean, I prefer if you hit like, but I mean, do whatever you want. Huh. Okay. So, um, <laughs> maybe some of you don't see a dislike button. That's weird. I still do. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Okay, how are things moving? Oh yeah, Williams-Sonoma comes out soon. Let's look at crypto. Big test at 58,000 for Bitcoin. Uh, right now it's literally at 58,000. And 4K for Ethereum. This is gonna be a big tell. I'm, I'm uh, oh, okay, there it just updated, 58, uh, 58.2-ish. Uh, I hope it stays above it for, for just the sake of the, the coins and the crypto investors, because I think that's gonna be a very important uh, threshold. So we'll see. Okay. Workday announces new CFO and co-president. Hmm. All right. What else? Let's see here. Let's go look at the top news, shall we? Ah, yes. William Sonoma reporting soon. Six minutes. William Sonoma. Like how CNBC keeps throwing up a banner, breaking news, and then they flip it, and it goes, NASDAQ, record close. Like, yay. <laughs> All right. Invite is up 3%. What did it? Oh, well, it was down 8% on the day. My gosh, that's a company that's just been getting wrecked. And you've got uh, towards the other side, Tattooed Chef down about 0.82%. End phase down about half of a percent. Pinterest down half percent as well. Uh, uh, and then, of course, on recently viewed applied material down 7.36. Workday down 6. Whereas Intuit is running up 7.59%. Bitcoin presently sitting at 58.130 with Ethereum at 40.68. Sheeb sitting at 43.83. And where's Doge? Dogecoin sitting at 22.68. All right. So next up we have William Sonoma. Five minutes to go. Let's listen in to what Sarah has to say today. Hi, Sarah. Yeah, I mean, obviously any volatility in the yield curve or any volatility in Fed statements would spook markets, especially if they started to move up that expectation. The part that's interesting, though, is that the market has already moved up the expectation of when they're going to hike rates. I happen to think that the market is a little ahead of itself. I don't think the Fed is going to be hiking rates until fall, at least, of next year. But what we're going to get in December is a new dot plot. And that's where there's some opportunity. That's why I think we're going to have yield curve volatility in the end of the year. There's some opportunity for us to get more confused and a little bit more worried about 
what's going to happen with rates. It's all about the expectations more than the actual event when it comes to rate hikes. And maybe we'll find out who's going to be the Fed chair come February anyway. Liz Young, thank <laughs> yeah, you very maybe. much for joining us. <laughs> Hopefully. Thank you. Stephanie, before we let you go, we want to get one final trade idea from you. It's a winner today. It was a winner today. What is it? Yeah, Bath and Body Works. I would not buy it today. Wait for the next couple of days for it to settle out. But I think they're very well positioned into the holiday season and into 2022. This, this company is going to be able to deliver. I'm telling you, folks, these consumer, the consumer trend, I feel like that's the cycle. And I think William Sonoma is, gonna, is going to reiterate that. It could potentially be a trade over these next six weeks. Malls and digital, and digital is on fire. Um, the site visits are anywhere from 40 to 55 percent above 2019 levels, and wow. uh, that's a big surprise. So they've got new product categories. They have 90 percent of their products are sourced in the United States, so they have the inventory, and it trades at 10 times EBITDA versus its peers at 14 times. Uh, and wow. I think it's very attractive. So um, not because we think they're going BK. Let's look at their trends while we wait for William Sonoma. They're eh, probably not going to go BK. Bath and Body Works. Let's just, uh, let's see here. Let's do a trend. Trends.google.com. Okay. Bath and Body Works. Oh, you got a little bit of a seasonal pickup here. But uh, let's look at that compared to 19 search trend wise. So search trends, you have a relative strength right now here, mid-November of 31. November of, uh, you're a pretty similar spot, 25 to 31. Uh, you had a very, very, very similar curve here. And then uh, after, no, it looks like you really start falling the second week of December. So maybe a consumer play would be riding this, uh, the consumer news, through essentially Christmas, right before Christmas. My guess. It's probably December 15th through 24th, something like that. <laughs> Check out that heartbeat graph. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. We have Macy's. All right, William Sonoma, two minutes. Same, wow, Kali, same thing with Macy's. Uh, relative, yeah, see, look at these these recent pop-offs in retail, folks. It's good. Let's type in cheesecake. Uh, let's try mall. Not really. How about Nordstrom? Mm, not as good. Not as good as Macy. Does anybody ever even search for JC Penny anymore? Oops, JC Pensy. <laughs> Oops. Oh, it would also help if I spelled it right. JC. Oh my gosh. JC Penny. Topic. No, that's not gonna work. Realty. What is that? Who cares about that? JC Penny. Just search that, would you? Oh man, that is a horrible, horrible trend chart. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, they're so dead. They're so dead. That's bad. That is, that is one of the worst charts I've seen on Google Trends. Very bad. Ooh, Victoria's Secret. That's a good one. Victoria's Secret. 
Oh, wow. See, they did really well, but they're kind of bleeding out over here. I wonder if people don't use the uh, this. If people just do Victoria's Secret. Nope. Okay, William Sonoma's out. Comes in with EPS of 3.29, 2.05 billion in revenue. Uh, that's a beat. Yep. Ah, oh, man, I should have gotten the call. I was so tempted. Uh, adjusted EPS comes in at 3.32 versus 3.1 expected. Net came in at 249.5. Comp sales came in at 16.9. Revenue growth, 16.9%. The estimate was 13.8%. This is uh this is it. I think this is the beginning of the the consumer cycle. Uh, that's wow. Okay, so uh, William Sonoma. Oh, maybe that call was a good thing. I didn't buy it. It's it's not moving after hours. What is this? Why is it going down? Maybe it's a good thing I didn't get it because the earnings are amazing, and it's going down. This is why I don't play earnings. Earnings are so stupid. Oh my gosh, what a joke. This is a great. Well, I mean, it, it ran 4% today, but still, it's a great report. This should not be read. Buy the rumor, sell the news. No kidding. And remember, volatility was up. Volatility goes down and price goes down. Your call option gets screwed. But that's a good beat. I think that's exciting about the consumer. Uh, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Uh, even though, and, and remember why we didn't buy this. It's worth noting this. Why, why did I not buy this? Because of this folks. I don't like buying this when you have this euphoria, because when you have this euphoria, even good news can lead to bad. So, and, and that's, that's actually where it's not actually where I see somebody saying it's reverse psychology. No, it's just pre-built in. It's right here. This is your good news. Uh, it's all built in here because of all the other retail earnings that came out suggesting that uh, uh, retail earnings should be good for William Sonoma. Uh, but uh, and, and that maybe we'd have a huge beat, but uh, you didn't have as huge of a beat potentially as the market uh, hoped for. So um, makes sense. Makes sense when you look at it that way. And again, that was my catalyst for not buying this one is, is seeing this. As much as I thought they might beat, I did not want to buy into this. And uh, at least tentatively, it looks like that was the right decision. So it's always good to kind of like post-analyze what happened, what went right, what went wrong. Mm. Anyway. Okay, cool. So somebody says they sold a put on Rivian at $80. What did you get paid for that? Like $2? I guess it depends what strike you picked or uh, what, expiration. Let's go to the 29 day, $80 on a put. $3, oh, I was so close, I guess $2. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, <laughs> oh well. Um, no, all right. So what else? I don't know, is there anything else? See if there's anything else. There is the Black Friday coupon link down below that if you've if you've gotten uh, if if you appreciated the advice that you've gotten this year, uh, not financial advice, the entertainment that you've had, entertainment advice. Check out the uh, programs down below on building your wealth, especially zero to millionaire real estate investing. It's really important if you are a stock investor and you're regularly trading stocks and you want to build your wealth, uh, especially if your net worth's under five hundred thousand dollars, under a million dollars. Highly encourage the zero to millionaire program for everyone. 
Like literally every one of you watching this should be buying uh, a house. Uh, yeah, but but a certain type of house. <laughs> you don't want to get screwed. So educate yourself. It's it's worth spending 10 minutes a night watching some lectures on on knowledge. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, so William Sonoma, wow, 6% to the downside. Well, whoo! <laughs> uh, that's why you don't buy when it's skyrocketing. It's the same thing with Rivian. People are ragging on me for not wanting to buy Rivian while it's going up. And you, you know when? I figured it out, folks. I finally figured it out. You know when you know it's too late to buy something? When people are asking, is it too late to buy whatever? If people are saying, is it too late to buy? you're basically hitting peak FOMO because that, that means even the FOMO people are uncertain. <laughs> and if the FOMO people are uncertain, your stock's going down soon. <laughs> if the FOMO people are fearful, you should be fearful. You should be very fearful. Oh gosh. How's that for a, for a market strategy? <laughs> Stop it, Charles. You just want it to go down. I know what you're doing. <laughs> Look at Charles's comment here. He... <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> it's perfect. All right. Okay. I'm going to go now. Thank you so much. I got another video to make. We'll see you in the next one.